informative podcast all about training working dogs look no further than the lwdg pod dog this weekly show is hosted by me joanne perrott founder of the ladies working dog group and i chat to experienced trainers and experts in the field who will give you helpful tips and advice whether you're just getting started or you've been working dogs for years this podcast will have something for you so pull up a chair pour yourself a cup of coffee and tune in to lwdg pod dog and let us help you build a better bond with your best friend. Hello and welcome to another episode of LWDG Pod Dog. This week we are joined by Emma Healy Wilcock, who is a pet photographer specialising in working with gun dog breeds. Her work has been featured in magazines and online, and she has a unique approach to capturing the personality of her subjects. We recently had Emma working with us at the Gun Dog Holiday. And her photographs were absolutely fantastic and brought loads of joy to the ladies who joined us. We recently had the opportunity to chat further with Emma about her work and how she became interested in photography. How are you, Emma? I'm very well, thank you. How are you today, Jo? Very well. Loving the photos. Today I've had the uh, opportunity to download them all to my computer, to look through them. I've already had a wonderful look through them, but like really have them ready. And I can't wait to replace some of the images on our website with your amazing photos. Tell me, Emma, what was your journey from hobbyist, from like starting out in photography to becoming a professional pet photographer? So for my 30th birthday, I got a DSLR camera from my mum. I took it out of its box and put it on manual and straight from that I decided that I would not take it off manual until I knew exactly how to use it. My own little dog is a Hungarian Vizsla so I had an amazing practice uh, model to (laughs) to use who has now she's not trained on what she's a gun dog the next one will be but she was a little old at the time to start training her Um, but she's pretty much trained as a photography model so I started from there. That's quite a brave thing to do because most of us sort of like leave her in auto and go, okay, you'll stay in there and I'll just let the camera decide for me. The creative opportunities I found when I put it in manual created something that was in my head. So I could kind of, I could see it in my head and then I could make it happen with my camera. Whereas when you have it in auto, it's pretty much what the camera thinks you should have not what you kind of want to get. So actually by doing that, it kind of creates, I don't know, something a little bit more magical. Absolutely. And there is so much more creative opportunity in manual, isn't it? Oh, massively so. I also think when you have it in manual, it gives you an opportunity to really see the whole range of photos that are potentially in front of you. Yes, totally. So... Emma and I chatted briefly on the holiday because many people won't know this about me, but I went to university to study documentary photography and we chatted about how much it can be very difficult to be in love with your own work because you see the flaws before you see the the wonderful thing everybody else sees. So when you're capturing a dog's personality in photos, how do you go about that? How do you go about capturing the dogs that we all love? Um, kind of one of the main things is getting down really low. So you generally see me rolling around in the mud. 
<laughs> so actually when you're at the dog's eye level um, and then manual settings, which I won't particularly go into because nobody wants to be bored, um, I'm pretty much just looking exactly at that dog. But when you then capture that, you're seeing the dog straight in the eyes, which isn't actually normally how we look at dogs, which when you're capturing the eyes, and you're getting that really sharp focus on the eyes, but everything else going to the distance is a little bit more blurry. If you've got a shallow depth of field, it just really draws your eye to that dog and kind of making sure that where I am and where the dog is and where the light is, um, will capture it just right. So if you've got like a black dog having the sun shining on the black dog will make the coat beautiful and glossy and really stand out. You made that sound perfectly easy then, but I know, like, from watching you over the three days we were with you, you literally were rolling around on the floor. Every time I looked for you, you were, like, in the hedge, on the field, you were, like, by a tree. You really were, like, constantly around the entire environment, weren't you? I think it would be a glamorous thing. It's really not. <laughs> it didn't look too bad on the dry day on the dry on the wet afternoon i was like rather her than me because at that point you're not only on the ground but you're also soaking wet yes. but you did manage to capture shots which we could never have got ourselves you know i, I think a lot of us we go out and we we take our our magic phones that can pretty much do quite really lovely photos yeah totally but they don't capture animals well, I don't feel. They can't capture their movement or what we see in them, can they? No, I don't think they can. And it's like, I do um, I do a lot of mountain climbing with my own dog, but I'm not quite fit enough to carry my DSLR up. So I get some really nice pictures of her, but not ones which I want to put on my wall because the phones just don't quite do the same, the same job, unfortunately. And we had lots of dogs looking at you slightly strangely, like, why is this lady on the floor? Day one. By day three, they had accepted you were part of the environment. Do you think that it's the time that you're spending with them where they suddenly become... They weren't um, not seeing you, but they were so used to seeing you, you became yeah. unimportant to them. Is that quite important in your work? It can be for the training aspect, because actually the training comes first. If I'm doing, which I would do quite a bit of one-to-one -one shoots, them getting used to me, and very weirdly. So I have a little bit of anxiety about my voice, because it is quite high-pitched. used to get bullied as a kid. Um, so this is quite a big thing for me doing this podcast and getting to hear myself back at some point. Dogs love it. I never knew until I started this actually how great it could be having a high-pitched voice because I'm a really excitable person to them. So I start playing and talking to them like, this is great, you're so exciting, <laughs> which again gets them more sort of enjoying the actual shoot itself. And that can be such a like a unique point of you really, Emma, <laughs> isn't it? Like, you, you know, we talked about this before we did this podcast and you were saying about how nervous you felt about doing it because of your voice. But like you said, it's almost like your your superhero weapon when it comes to dogs because you make some noises and they literally look for you. Um, do you now see what was maybe a negative growing up as being a fantastic positive what you do? Completely now, yeah. Yeah, it, it's now something that I'm actually kind of embracing a lot more by the fact that I think if I had a different voice, it wouldn't actually have the same effect. And when I'm on the ground as well, it's a weird place for me to be for the dogs because they're like, people are normally on the ground. What are you doing? Because they tend to like, I tend to get very wet ears at points. Because <laughs> dogs are kind of us, hello, hello, who are you? 
we've got some lovely photos from that weekend of 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 my spaniel like literally laying next to you like oh if you're gonna have a nap i'll have a nap with you but yeah they none of them were um upset by you being there they were just really curious and those curious looks ended up being wonderful shots didn't they yeah and it's like when i do the studio stuff um as well they'll gun dogs are great because they tend to just sit where you tell them <laughs> and when they're too well trained they're almost a little bit harder because i can't actually get their attention to look at me um but often what will happen is that i'll make a funny noise and stuff they run at me and then come for cuddles and then go back up to where they were so it kind of just makes it a really big game so you stayed with us to do the training shots which we were out <laughs> in the field you didn't get in the way in any way we we That's were good, very unaware of you being there you know because even though like even at the beginning the dogs were curious about you the ladies were a little bit like oh my god i'm having my photo taken and none of us love that and then again within like an hour we'd forgot you were there and some of the shots that we've got of uh, of the ladies laughing you've managed to capture shots it would have been very difficult to get had we been posing for you yes and that's what I love is capturing those moments because a true laughter is totally different and looks totally different. Like it's a totally different thing and it's beautiful and it's like capturing the owners and their dogs. And you get these little special moments because they don't really know, they stop paying attention to you. And so they'll have little cuddles and stuff. And it's just, they're just beautiful moments that make me kind of love what, doing what I do. The charts on the training, there are so many photos where you see those moments where like people are putting their hand down or just stroking their dog and you can absolutely see the relationship the adoration in both the owner's eyes and the dog's eyes of one another and like I said there's laughter and, and dogs jumping in the air to get things and it's just they're really natural you know I studied documentary photography and as far as that type of style of photography goes it follows that line completely doesn't it you, they, you're just capturing exactly what the holiday felt like which is which is my goal so i'm glad i achieved it <laughs> you did it beautifully <laughs> and you know i wanted to talk to you about it because i think you can sometimes get photographs that they, they're lovely but they just don't capture the essence of something certainly don't get 850 images capturing <laughs> the essence of something when you sent them to me i was like wow that's quite a lot of photos to sit and go through um but not at all am i um you know i'm, I'm more than happy with the amount we got they're fantastic and then we did those training shots but then we also did like a little studio shoot didn't we where the dogs came in and they were like sitting on uh, a straw bale and there's a black background and you had studio lights and that's a very different environment for a dog but the photos that came from that are just as beautiful do you think that you know this ability to not to talk to dogs i'm not making you into dr doodle but that fact that you know we always know that dogs tend to respond better to women when being praised because we are a little bit more shall we say not emotive but we can make high noises we can show quite a lot of excitement and do you think all that's helping you into into capturing these just wonderfully glorious shots i think so and i hope so yeah <laughs> so tell me like obviously you took some beautiful photos on our um holiday but what are some of your favorite shots of all time and what's the stories behind them 
Oh, that's, a, that's an interesting one. So one of them wasn't a gun dog, but there are a couple who I did, they, got, they found me on Google and they came up to the Lake District because they always hold in the Lake District and they had a Grand Bassett Griffin Von Dane. And they just loved it up there. And it was a very simple shot, but it was the three of them on a bench looking out towards the Langdales. And it just captured the essence, I think, of what they loved. And how did they feel when they saw it? They loved it. They've now got it on the wall, along with a couple of others. But yeah, that was one of my favourites, because I think it was the emotional side as well. Um, and yeah, it's, there was another one, which was, I, I met her through the gun, uh, one of the training groups and got on really well with her. And it was capturing the relationship with her and her dog. And then she ended up booking me for a commission shoot. It was absolutely pelting it down with rain, but it was, um, the dog had cancer, unfortunately. So it kind of, it was quite an honour to get to shoot that. And she was the most beautiful, beautiful dog, a flat-coated retriever. And they had the most incredible relationship. And to actually, to do that and to provide something that I knew she'd treasure forever, it might not have been the best composed photo at the end of the day, but it captured their relationship. I'm really like, what you just said there, I knew I was going to ask you that question, but I didn't expect that second <laughs> that <Sorry>. second answer. <laughs> and I hadn't even thought about that. You've, you've sort of made me quite teary in the fact that there are moments when these photos become all we have left of them, isn't there? Yeah. And to be commissioned to sort of capture that relationship, knowing that that is, is in a very near future for that dog, it, it must have been incredibly hard for the people being photographed, but for you to do it with such dignity must have been so helpful for them. It was an honour, I think, is probably the right word to use. I'm not going to lie, I got in my car and cried afterwards because it was the first, I, when I started this journey, I thought I'd be photographing puppies and it sort of turned out it's the other end, but actually there's so much more because by that point you have such this strong beautiful bond with that dog and you can see it and yeah. it's just kind of there's nothing more beautiful to me than that relationship between dog and her dog and owner i always say to people like obviously i've got a husband i love very much and a family i love very much but I adore the time with my dog because, not because she could not answer back, because that, that would be too easy to say. But there is something, I think, in a dog's eyes that says, you are the best thing in the world. Yeah. And I, as much as my family love me and everybody, you know, is, is fantastic, there's something in a dog that makes you feel like nothing else can feel. And when... Yes. They are these breeds who are working for you as well. Not only do they look at you and say, I love you to death, but I'll also do anything for you. Yeah. And that is something that is so phenomenal. Like, it is incredible. Shots that Emma's just spoken about, we're going to try and include on the blog that goes along with this podcast. So if you want to see some of Emma's shots, you can just go along to our website, go into the blogs, and you'll be able to see some of those. What is your advice for aspiring pet photographers? get down low burn your belly get in the mud <laughs> make really silly noises <laughs> the, i've got to be honest though there was 
I think there was so much more than that to what you did. Like, because I could lay on my belly and, and be bored in about five minutes of being down there. <laughs> you, you really do have an eye for capturing those moments. So of the 850-odd photos we ended up with, how many photos did you take? About 2,000. So I kind of, I don't, I don't call that many, I'll call duplications essentially, because if, I've, if there's a shot that I want, I'll try and I'll take it maybe a couple of times to make sure that I'm definitely getting one sharp, especially when it's the outdoor and the portraits and it's very rainy because it can, my camera can sometimes focus on the rain, which isn't ideal. So I will take a couple more than I, I know I'm going to need, but I don't actually take like thousands above what you end up with. Some of the photos we have of the dogs in the rain are some of the most spectacular because you do have, they're wet, they, there's, you can see the rain falling, you know, you can see their movement, even though they're static in an image, you can still see movement, which I think is always an impressive thing in a photograph. Do you think that you will continue down this line of like working with more and more gun dogs? Was that your plan at the start? specifically my plan at the start um but it seems to be the journey I'm definitely going on and when you said about the rain I also like it black and white as well so like a rainy black and white photo although people often won't want to photograph in the rain I love it because you kind of have this amazing drama which you kind of only get in black and white as well I love black and white and I always think there's something about a black and white photograph because it's in black and white and the color and the I suppose the detail from the colour is taken out. You see stuff that you wouldn't uh, otherwise see. Even, you know, on a phone, if you just press the black and white button, yes. you see a very different photo, don't you? Yeah, you do, totally. And you can even, with within your phone, and there's certain apps, like I use Snapseed on my phone, um, you can ch you can mess about with the different colours within the black and white. So you can make, like, your blues darker or your blues lighter or that sort of a thing because what you tend to find with the black dogs especially is they'll always have a tint of blue in them when you take a picture of them so sometimes with black and white again it can take that out which oh i realized i didn't actually answer your question very well did i before about will i continue with the gun dogs <laughs> i sort of went off on one <laughs> yes i will do i don't i don't want to go off and do loads of shows because i don't want to be doing the mass production of pictures because realistically that's click 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 upload there you go I kind of want to spend the time editing them and making them something that people can treasure yeah and I know exactly what you mean by that like for example when I was growing up you went to horse shows and you'd go on to like their websites as I got older because when I was younger they didn't have websites but when I just got older they had websites and they just would be hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and, yeah. and a lot of those photos they weren't even in focus and they weren't even yes. really good you just you just went through in hope that you'd find one that of you and your horse looking the right way yes um, <laughs> so yeah the ones you produce for us are definitely the not that even though the files that we got sent were obviously because we had a commercial request on it for the website the new website want we wanted more of photos of our ladies doing stuff but even the ladies who you know they're looking through all the photos the studio shots the people who came along on that holiday they've been able to find beautiful photos not just nice photos but absolutely beautiful photos Thank you. do you enjoy how much happiness you actually bring to people yes i love it 
<laughs> absolutely love it and that is um i'm a relatively emotional person and kind of by bringing a little bit of, i think it's a way that i can bring joy to people that care about something that i care about and it's just it's probably the best part of the job in a way is actually making people genuinely happy and giving them something they can enjoy and treasure well i know for a fact our ladies will certainly treasure them forever and as we speak um the ladies received them it's we, we're talking on tuesday evening this we've worked on friday they went out the albums went out yesterday didn't they and on facebook so i'm seeing there's all your photos <laughs> so he's like look at me look at my dog but even like down to i looked at one today and this one lady and she's always through the holiday she was writing notes in a notebook wonderfully yes. and i i like to see people's attention to detail and you've captured one of them she's shared it on her facebook and her, her friend who i don't know whether they've got gun dogs or not but they obviously know her very well has wrote oh look you and your notebooks and in your <laughs> photo not only have you captured the holiday but you've captured the essence of something this lady does and i i looked at it and i just smiled because i thought that's so lovely that now friends who weren't on the holiday and i don't i don't know if they've got a love of gun dogs are now involved in these photos in a third party way do you get a lot of referrals from people who are like looking at other people's and then say right can i book you i get i'd say probably 80 percent of my business is word of mouth that's wonderful, isn't it? That people can see it and be like, wow, I want the same. For people listening to this and be like, okay, where can we find Emma? Where do they find you? Um, Cumbria mostly. I cover Cumbria, Lancashire, and then sort of which side of North Yorkshire kind of thing. I will travel further. I'm quite, uh, me getting in my car and, and driving, quite happy to. So if it just obviously be covering fuel kind of thing, but generally anywhere. But I do my I use um Broad Oak where we were shooting, where the holiday was. Um they very kindly let me use their um band to set up the studio, which is amazing because it's perfect for it. Yeah, it is absolutely perfect for it. And there's such lovely grounds around there as well, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Got, there's a range regardless of the weather. We were very <laughs> lucky to use that as our, our base for the Cumbria holiday. But everywhere, you know, I I've never spent that much time in Cambria at all, I don't think. And we were staying just by Lake Windermere. And I was like, you could be up here for a month and not see everything that there is to see. And coming from South Wales, you know, I'm used to windswept mountains, that type of thing. But it's got a very, very different type of mountain feel to what we had. So I think yes. people coming up to you could have amazing shots in, in a very unique location, couldn't they? Oh, completely. And I do quite a bit in the actual Lake District itself. And there's certain locations which are quite accessible to, um, which I use where you've got sort of water, woodland and mountains and the whole lot in the car parks nearby. So what, anybody, if anybody's listening to you, what is your um, website? How do they find you on Facebook? The pop-up photographer. The pop-up photographer. And the website? www.thepopupphotographer.co.uk Fantastic. I try to keep it as simple as possible because no one can spell my surname. When we first started the Ladies Working Dog Group, it was w it still is www.ladiesworkingdoggroup.com. I hadn't actually thought of how long that is. So <laughs> now we have as well 
www.thelwdg.com which redirects to the website <laughs> because I think that's far easier for somebody to remember yes. than this huge thing. Um, well, thank you very much for talking to us today, Emma. It was a delight to have you. It's been a delight to speak to you on this podcast. If you are listening in and you would like to see more of Emma's work, you can go over to our Facebook page and have a look at some of the uh, pictures there. There's also links straight through to Emma, or you can go direct to her website um, and see her shots there. So thank you very much again, Emma, and hopefully we'll be using you shortly for another event. That'll be amazing, and thank you so much for having me. It's been very enjoyable, actually, considering I was pretty scared. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) You have been a wonderful guest. And to all our listeners, thank you for listening in this week, and we look forward to speaking to you again next week. Thank you for listening to LWDG Poddog with me, Joe Parrott. Now, we all know training a dog takes time, energy, and patience, but our lives can be really, really busy. Don't worry, the LWDG has got you covered. Join us for our free planning workshop where we'll show you how to use short 10-minute training sessions each day to fast-forward your dog's education. Our experts have years of experience in training dogs and will help you get started on the right foot. Register now and start making progress with your furry friend today. Go to our Facebook page, The Ladies Working Dog Group, and click on the pinned post or visit www.thelwdg.com.